everybody, what is going on? It is Lauren Delisa Coleman. I just want to put this quick note out to you before you listen to this week's podcast. So sorry, but I forgot and left the air purifier on in the studio. So you're going to hear a slight little whisper in the back while I'm doing this fabulous interview with Laren. And I would have done the whole thing again, but he's just so busy on the tech scene that it was just going to take months to get him again. And I just wanted to make sure that you didn't miss any of the very killer Web3 hints, tips, and insights that he has for you. So please excuse the whisper, and I hope that you enjoy this week's episode. Thank you so much. Hey, everybody. What is going on? This is Lauren Delisa Coleman back with another episode of Beats and Bites, and I'm super excited because I have like my first guest. You guys know that we're only a few episodes into this. Sydney is now doing her own thing. I have taken over the reins completely, and so we are excited to chop it up, as always, about all things at the intersection of emerging tech and mass media and entertainment, usually with a, a music and hip-hop vibe, but we're you know covering everything. And so I think in that spirit, it is uh, very exciting for me to welcome my guest today, who is... His name is Laren Armstead. Laren, thank you so much for taking out the time. He is a major kingpin in Vegas. No, I'm only joking, but he's based out in, in Vegas, but super holding it down for Web3. He is the CEO of his own company, 0x18, which we're going to get you know into and everything. Um, he was formerly an engineer at Sony Music, and so I just thought it would be great to have you on, Laren, because the more... Like I talk to people about Web3, <laughs> the less I feel that, you know, they know about it. And it's funny when you deal within the space and I'm not going to act like I'm, you know, a pro and like, you know, doing a lot of programming around it like you do, um, but or coding rather, whatever. Um, but, you know, just to never have heard of it before is like crazy. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping today that we can talk a little bit more about like demystifying it and then give like people who are listening, whether they're artists or creatives or executives, just a better sense of where this is right now and where they're going in like, you know, really, really pared down terms because I want people to get it and be able to, you know, start to leverage it. So um, I, I feel that this is really important right now because as you already know, the strikes are taking place right now in Hollywood. Um, Snoop, even at during the Milken Institute uh, conference recently, which we were just talking a little bit, you guys offline about, um, was, you know, even kind of talking about the spirit of that maybe being applied to music very soon. Like, where's the numbers, where's the dollars or where are the dollars rather for all the streaming, you know, kind of numbers that are happening right now. Um, You know, we're just at a point now, I think, of just a lot of things changing. A lot of it's dealing with AI, but AI is intersecting with so many different things and I feel like people are just going to be caught with their pants down as they say for the next vibe that's coming because they're only focused on this one thing. Do you know what I mean? So an AI is obviously going to be you know married to web3 um web3 has been bubbling for a minute i don't think people understand like the kind of transition from nft to web3 etc etc so that's what we're going to get into with you right now so i'm gonna let you take it away why don't you give my listeners first just a little bit of like your background i guess um and then we can get into you know how you started this company and what its its focus is yeah absolutely so um Pretty much, just a, I call myself a technical madman. Uh, I've, I've been, uh, <laughs> been been in the field Love for it. over two decades. 
Um, and uh oh, looks like we're losing a little signal here. Uh oh, just pause. as soon as you started speaking, it froze. Now, what could have happened? Are you there, Laren? Come back. Okay, I'm back. So I, I, I paused there for a second. Oh, um, okay. I was like, Ainley's got him from Area 51, honey, out in Vegas. I was going to be yeah. like, let me, let me WhatsApp him. I was just about to pull out my phone. Ainley's <laughs> got me already. Crap. Um, yeah, so I, I paused there at least. So, so we're, we're going to restart here. Um, yeah, so, so uh, what was the question here? You were saying that you're a technical Batman, which I love. Oh, te okay. Yeah, yeah. So te te technical madman. Madman. But Batman. Ah, madman. Or Batman, too, honey, because he's helped me out of a couple situations, too. So yeah, he's just bouncing some things off him. <laughs> Throwing the bat, the bat signal up in Vegas. Larry, this is not happening. Why? No, but anyways, go on. <laughs> Yeah, so so over two decades in, in, in tech, I've pretty much been at it since I was a child. Um, I'm completely self-taught, uh, and I, I tell everybody, you know, the internet can teach you anything you need to need to know, pretty much, right? And now AI can teach you almost anything you need to know. Um, so there's no excuse for any of you out there to not be uh, learning or educating yourselves. Really, none at all. Um, you know, we have we have amazing technology at, at our fingertips uh, in today's age. I love that perspective and that context. Um, so how did you end up making it to Sony Music as like, you know, this fabulous, like self-taught whiz? Yeah, yeah great, great question. Um, I, I hustled as a, as a younger kid. Um, so I tell a story, for example, um, I emailed um, tons of real estate agents uh, uh, you know, at 16 years age, of age. Um, and I was just asking them, hey, do you, want, do you want help with the website? Do you want help with the website? And so, long story short, that connected me to um, what, people that ended up being you know, the top executives of, of like international, you know, um, uh, I guess you'd say corporations in the, in the real estate world, like Red Carpet, Realty World, um, uh, uh, forgetting the name of another one. But long story short, it was just the hustle that kind of got me started, right? And so I, I, I got into that. Um, I ended up building a Red Carpet corporate website at 16. Um, and going from there and going from there and going from there. So I, I've, I've gone from Silicon Valley, New York City, Houston, um, Austin, kind of worked with a whole bunch of companies all over. And so it was just the, I'd say, um, the uh, just the stepping stones, right? The, the stepping stones of starting small and, and, and going from that to the next thing and, and, and moving forward. So Sony was actually a very easy um, uh, a hop for me because I was at TuneCore previously to that. Oh wow, TuneCore back in the day, honey, you were bringing memories. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so was at TuneCore when they had the office in um, Brooklyn Heights. Yeah, so I think they've moved since then, or maybe moved 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 around the corner at least. Um, so yeah, it's been been just a just a hustle pretty much. So, what was it like working at um, Sony Music in an area where it's not <laughs> crazy? I mean, like with. The other, you know, tech people. So you're not running around um, in A and R or radio promo, publicity. Give me the vibe of what that's like, because to be honest, I've never. I mean, I've, you know, dealt with all kinds of record labels um, over the course of my career, but you know, never anybody in in the tech space. So tell mm -hmm. me at least at that at that time, what was it like? I mean, certainly now there's much more engagement, but I think back in the day, well, let me tell you this, and of course I'm still always and eternally 21, but for those <laughs> who might not remember this, and you know, I'm gonna use this as an example, like BMG back in the day had this website called Peeps, and it had, like it was allegedly like targeted for the hip hop audience, hence the name, and it was like this little, 
community online about you know just a lot of what their their black music roster etc cetera, etc cetera. of course all of the people who created it like were not of color <laughs> and but it was like a beginning of a little bit of interface between the traditional side of the label and the tech side because it was just more of a marriage of, of that it had to be to be able to get certain content pieces etc right so what was it like I guess from your experience there you know at Sony did you did you guys feel isolated did you kind of work to maneuver yourself into you know maybe more the the traditional content side I'm curious about that yeah, um, well, so that's kind of actually a two-part question. So before before this company was called The Orchard, I don't know if, you guys are, if you're familiar with that, um, there probably will be some people in the, in the audience here, but um, The Orchard was originally um, the brand that I worked for, and it was not Sony. It was it was owned partially by Sony. Got um, it. And so it was a very, uh, very, I'd say very, very chill company. Um, it, was, it was kind of like the, the more so... You know, we'd have parties. We'd have artists come out actually to the office, and they'd like perform on the corner stage in the in the office. And um, so, very, very, very cool vibe. Um, you know, definitely, definitely, definitely like rock star, rock starish. You could, could say in that sense. So we weren't just you know techies that always just you know typing away. And I was in a little bit in my younger years, so at least I, I got to do some partying, which was was good. Um, but yeah, we you know definitely, definitely very highly technical team though. Everybody was very skilled. Um, and so what happened was, I think three or four years into my career there, um, we actually ended up being completely purchased uh, by Sony Music. And so we become, you know, we slowly became uh, Sony Music, which did become a little bit more corporate, but um, yeah, still a great company, a really good company. Um, and what were you primarily charged with doing there, Laren, in terms so, of the technology? I mean, well beyond just creating a website, right? Oh yeah, yeah, well beyond. So, you know, um, I, I worked um, in, in different segments of, of, of the company like throughout those years. I was there for like seven years. So I went Which from, is an eternity in the music industry. I mean unless you're like a super senior executive, right? No one yeah. stays at the same place um, at that level for a long time. So they must have treated you okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Everybody's every, great guys. Yeah, I still still highly recommend them. I'm a really, really good company. Um, definitely. Uh, but yeah, so I, I went from I so I helped build uh, things like uh, actually which was not even music per se, it was film a film project that we called Film Transparency, which we ended up uh, actually selling off to um, some some other corporation at, at some point in time. But it was a it was a whole film roster, and we were, we were working on actually uh, doing production and showing showing people how um, uh, I guess you could say uh, how their film would do from a projection and some different things like that. And, and it was pretty pretty interesting technology. Um, and I worked pretty much all over the place. So I helped with like distribution and then the, the actual. Front end of, of the, the application that we would show to our uh, customers, our artists, our labels, um, things like that. Um, so yeah, pretty pretty much all over. I was I had my hands in everything uh, in, in, in those seven years, I'd say. Wow. Uh, yeah. So that that must have given you like just so many different insights and in just in terms of you know, technology interacting or interfacing with entertainment overall. So maybe fast forward a little bit, because I know you're a busy man and got to get back to your computer. Um, <laughs> fast forward a little bit and tell me how you made your segue into Web3. And let's just stop right here and see if you could give me like the layman's definition of Web3 from your point of view. Yeah, Web3... The way I look at it, um, Web3 to me is about um, economy through community almost, right? So 
It's a that's a it's a it's a really that's a good, really succinct way to put it. That's great. Yeah, uh, you know, because it's it's about sharing dividends or revenue or rewards or however you want to kind of you know cut it right. It's about sharing that um, with your users versus being this monopoly that you know only takes you know a bunch of capital stuff for yourself. So you know, which is our current model. Yeah, exactly. Right. So you know, it's crazy because even like gaming now, right? You you used to have kids like in my my age, day and age. You know, you play games, you spend a bunch of money on games. There's no way to really earn any revenue or anything. And uh, you know, these companies make all the money, right? They make all the money from from you spending money more than for the game. Um, But now, uh, for example, there's a lot of different games coming out. Um, and I'm not by gamer by any any means, so don't ask me what games to play because I have no idea. But you guys can research it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not to say, not even say it was not enough money for me. I have no idea, but I know that there's a lot of games in DeFi, um, in Web3 that you can actually earn money now, right? So you, they're sharing a part of the revenue generated um, with at least, let's say, the top gamers, right, or the people that are really spending and investing the time uh, to uh, to help bring community together and and continue that forward. So uh, pretty much anything that you do now uh, in Web2, and which is not even called Web2, which is say in normal life that you you might be used to any kind of normal business model, could be disrupted in in theory in the future um, with Web3 uh, because the community is now involved and uh, they're they're getting the ability to actually take part in that entire uh, economy. And I love this idea um, also within Web3 about community being able to uh, exist in an offline world and an online world, how that can speak to each other with different kind of, um, I don't know, what would you say, these different benefits or gets, right? So I kind of, when I'm talking about it in terms of like a brand, I always just kind of liken it as to a, a loyalty program on steroids, right? So that if you're part of this community, you could get in, information first or some kind of item first, which you might be able to trade in in the in the quote unquote real world, etc. <laughs> I think that these elements have a lot of different um, possibilities for both, you know, recording artists and certainly for any type of you know video content that we have now, whether it is film or um, you know something that's a streaming episode, to be able to have that whole scenario happening like offline all the time as well and being able to get certain things or access the writer's room or access the recording studio or whatever if you are a part of X um, you know YZ on this thing I mean I think it's really really hot explain to um, my listeners about I guess how this is a segue from NFTs because people pretty much get now of course what an NFT is and how, how this is kind of spun off, if you will, into like the Web3 world. Because that well, is very much about, of course, community too and sharing, but mm-hmm. in a different way. And a lot a lot of, of course, unfortunately, negative connotations around it. But I do feel like, you know, obviously it's the precursor or kind of part of or morphing of NFTs into Web3. Can you speak a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I would, I look at NFTs as a membership Definitely, like you kind of exactly what you were just explaining—a community, right? So it's a it's an access pass to something, right? It could be anything. yeah, access pass. Great way to say it. Yeah, and then that, that's and that's it, right? So there's a lot of obviously there's been a lot of hype around artwork and things like that, which is it's cool, right? You you can attach you know an ape or something, right, to the to the actual NFT, um, but that's not what it is, right? From a techno from a technologically um, or techno technical mind, uh, that it's really an access pass. 
Um, and it's just a, it's just a protocol, right? So I, I believe soon people won't even say, be saying the word NFT, right? It'll just be a thing. You'll just you know scan this and that and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, even at NFT NYC, like everybody, all of us were like, you can't say the word NFT anymore. I don't know what they're <laughs> going to call the conference <laughs> next year, but yeah, nobody's checking for NFT. Everybody was saying something like at least three or four words. Um, I think yours is the most succinct, though, you know, access pass. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't think people have gotten it just yet. Um, so Tom, talk to me a little bit about, I want to get into what your company does, or maybe we should do that first. Like, tell me a little bit about what your company does. And then for those who are listening, whether they're execs just kind of testing out this space or whether they're senior execs who really don't know about it, but know that their people <laughs> are doing something around this or somebody who's listening many of those, um, <laughs> Or maybe these are indie artists or indie filmmakers who are like, okay, I understand that, but how am I supposed to be able to apply it? I'm not going to sit here and like create code or whatever. How do I actually do that? Or, you know, how hard or easy is it to create a quote unquote, you know, a Discord community or something? So I, I'm thinking like that's a good segue from, you know, understanding what your company does to then maybe you know, helping people understand the opportunity a little bit more. So tell us about your fab startup. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so uh, we are Zero uh, X18, and um, what we have done so far is built ledger technology. <clears throat> and this is not your usual ledger technology in the sense of um, when, when, when you hear that word, a lot of people probably in technology will think of like double entry accounting, um, which, is, which is absolutely what we're not doing. <laughs> I, I would, I right. would uh, need, need about 100 coffees a day to stay awake if we're doing that. Um, so the, <laughs> the technology we have now is 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 it's very uh, closely resembles um, a blockchain technology, um, and the, the key is what we're really amping up is to is to help you know enterprises, corporations to um, be able to uh, manage uh, digital assets right in a seamless way on top of uh, the, the old traditional way of like Web two. Right? So for example, if you had an application that um, wanted to track uh, digi points or something right that's something that we could do and then we could actually help you in a hybrid way merge that onto public infrastructure and, and by public infrastructure i mean something like ethereum or um, another public blockchain and just a quick aside a definition of what a digital asset is please um so a digital asset is is literally just uh like your credit card right so literally just a some some numbers that you see on the screen um, that you really don't have anything physically attached to. Now, granted, there's a protocol and there's things behind the scenes that, that make it uh, cryptographically safe uh, and secure and, and obviously not, don't allow people to double spend you know, capital that they might or might not have. Um, but it's literally just, you know, to make it simple for the viewers, you, you think of it as a, a, a digital number on your, like your credit card. Okay. So um, you're helping companies kind of be able to move through this. So, you know, you know this on a very, I guess, kind of a B2B level. Um, like I said before, talk to me a little bit about how and why this is an opportunity for, for others, you know, no matter what level they might be, um, you know, listening to this right now. Because I think there is a, I don't know, there's like kind of a, a gap between... Like just you see it and then you get it and you're like I understand this, 
Mm-hmm. And then there are many who like don't and don't want to. <laughs> it's coming down the pike. It's mm-hmm. already happening. You guys, if you want some like, I don't know, just regular everyday examples, if you look at, I always use this since everybody knows what Starbucks is, but if you look at, you know, Starbucks, um, you know, most recent um, foray into this area, it's not called, you know, Web3. It's not called a loyalty program. It is like, it, it is a loyalty program for all intents and purposes. You are doing something in the digital world to then get some type of points which you then use to change turn in for something you know at starbucks or whatever that's the gist of it right like i mean if you can understand it with starbucks even if you don't drink starbucks you can understand this i mean you know i'm waiting for cvs to do it because cvs is my it's my company i'm always at cvs i don't know why they really need to be like sponsoring this show but i mean i think that everybody can kind of understand it that way i feel that there's a little bit of like i said a gap between the Starbucks version and then what this means to, you know, entertainment content going forward. Because the people who understand it and who get it are going to be, you know, the ones who are the future, like Kingpin. So I want to just make sure that, you know, people understand this. I met so many interesting people doing so many forward things in this space in the music industry, you know, like um, taking, I guess, stems, which is part of like, you know, a track and being able to do this or that with it. You can trade them and you can do this. Like all this stuff is is, is coming, you know, down the pike really fast. Yeah. And if you don't get it, the people who do get it are going to just like kind of take your stuff, <laughs> snatch it and do these types of things with it. And, you know, it's going to make you very frustrated. <laughs> so let's talk about what what it is that people can kind of do to educate themselves. And like I said, from your day-to-day professional experience, what you might advise people on how how you would actually be able to take a, a couple first steps in this. Or maybe even companies who approach you who are like, I don't even know really what this is, but I know I need to be up on it. Yeah, no, that's a good question. Um, and I, I would just say really the first, uh, the, the first key probably is mindset, right? A lot of people mm-hmm. make, make excuses. Right, it's really not. It's really not that hard, um, in the sense of the very, you know, the general concepts, and it's really the mindset of not wanting to move with technology, and and, and having that mindset of not wanting to move with technology, you're going to get smashed. You know, you would absolutely will. You know, you blink and it's over. And so that's what I would say to everybody out there um, that really is like, uh, you know, got this mental shade up, and they're just like, nah, I don't want to look at it. I don't want to talk about it. I want to go and use my, you know, CVS rewards card. but you know what though you know what I think is so interesting about it I'd love to know what you think how come luxury jumped up on this stuff first and doing all kinds of things and it's just so amazing to see I mean what everybody from you know Tiffany's to Bottega Veneta to Gucci to etc being like oh we can create this kind of world we know who are is aspirational as a customer we know who is an actual customer we have different conversations depending on who that is we have different uh, kind of rewards and bonuses they have it seemed like web3 was set up for luxury um, good- and certainly now more so consumer brands but luxury was out here doing this stuff since I'm gonna say what the last two years or something like that like I mean I was hoping that like Telfar would jump onto this I tried to reach out to them and was like you're missing such an opportunity with those bags and being able to create even more craziness inside of a digital space where you can only get this digital bag that looks like this in this color for these moments come on but you know I don't think they're ready for it (laughs) but anyways 
you know, what do you think about that, Larry? I, I think uh, I think it's twofold. I think I think probably uh, it's the mystique of Web three, right? And it's just what we were just talking about. People don't really understand it. So, um, you know, those guys took enough time to go, oh wow, we could use this as like this really crazy like uh, you know special VIP membership access thing, right? Yeah. So I think they were. I think they were smart enough to see that. Um, and then and then two, probably they have they have the funding, right, to to actually experiment. They probably have a little bit more money in the bank because they are a luxury brand um, and a little bit more time probably uh, you know educate themselves in, in that regard but it's coming smart observation it's smart ob- observation okay yeah. so what if you don't have a gang of like money that cute you know gucci or vuitton money what can you do to kind of get a foot in the door and you know you can't hire your company just yet um what what can you do or, or what should you be kind of reading right now just to stay up on things to kind of start to prepare or maybe create partnerships and do you have like a favorite discord you know group that you like like what are some of your like tips and tricks there is a group on telegram that i am a part of it's literally just like an announcement group it's called unfold i believe unfold, unfold. u-n-f-o-l-d mm-hmm. i like the name okay yeah, and that's a that's a really good. It's really all sorts of news. You know, some of it can be depressing, like oh, someone got hacked or this thing happened. But um, you know, I follow that. Um, as as far as like community and stuff, I would really just tell everybody, hey, like go, you know, again, do your research, Google, you know, Google around, you know, go to some events. There's plenty of Web three, um, you know, community events. Like for example, I know there's one in, in LA, um, Web, in the Nova three studio, which is actually a music studio. Um, in Hollywood, it's a really awesome. Yeah, I talked to them like uh, I don't know by now a couple of weeks ago. They're going to even have like Rick Ross come up in there and perform, um, you know, cool. in their studio. I don't know how they're tying it though to their actual like Web three proposition, mm-hmm. but they are you know trying to reach out to music because of course music is always you know first in, t- in within anything that's emerging tech, right? Because I guess since it's audio only, it's a little bit of an easier animal to tame when you have mm-hmm. audio and video together. It's like a lot. But yep. um, what about here? Do you know of anything um, here on the East Coast, New York? Oh, there's tons Atlanta? of Atlanta, New York. What would you What would you suggest? I, I know ones I, I can suggest, but I want you to do it. Yes, yeah, so I, I don't know the immediate immediate names of, of any of these you know potential Web three events. Obviously, you, you have I know you have a lot of stuff going on out there, so we, we should definitely talk about the stuff that, that you're doing. Um, but uh, yeah, I it, this really the the short answer is just is do not sleep on that. You know, go to go to a, a conference or two, or go to a meetup or two, and that will expose you to enough of it to actually go and find maybe things that you might be interested in that might change your perspective or change your life forever. I think that it's all about being able to take more of the control into one's hands, mm-hmm. no matter whether you are at the independent label a level or corporate level or what have you. It is really about being able to think about just managing your own content and creativity in a different way um, and not always having to give over uh, the power to said distributor or uh, you know other types of uh, I guess part of the stakeholders that may or may not be available or interested in partnering with you or whatever at the moment I think a lot of these things coming down the pike with emerging technology um, give people more independence I think in the best sense of the word yeah, I mean, that's a great, I'm glad, glad you brought that up. I mean, that's a great way of also looking at it. And that's probably what I forgot in the sense of talking about you know, when you asked, explaining Web3 in the beginning, is definitely the control. You know, so I, I was talking about Web3 probably from like the business, you know, more branding side, but from an independent side, um, 
Absolutely, right? You're, you're in control of your own you know, future, uh, your own assets, things like that. And so one thing I would throw at you too to be thinking about is with the recent advancements of AI, um, you've, got, you've got a computer now that can you know, be you or be me at this point. Uh, and so <laughs> it, could, it, could, it could pretty much uh, show you on stage doing whatever or show you over here or show you know, um, complete deepfakes. Uh, and so I believe um, blockchain technology will actually help us to, to decide um, what is authentic and what is well, not. Well, so true, uh, uh, you know, about verifying. Um, yep. You know, but I think I think there are two sides of that because I had this discussion as well at NFTNYC that you know because I think there was some panel that was you know adamant about everything being verified at every time everywhere, and you know the flip side of that is like I'm not trying to necessarily be completely verified with like everything I do like not not everything. Mm -hmm. um, some things are, you know, for me that are, you know, I don't know whether it's private or anonymous or whatever, everything doesn't need to be verified. Mm -hmm. And so I think that we have to be relatively careful that everything does not need to be on the blockchain that goes through everything that you can never change it, augment it or anything else because I, I see a lot of negative and crazy sides of that, you know, as well. And I think, you know, we just have to be very, very cautious of these things. And it's funny that we're talking about this now as, you know, even Sam Altman is offering, and I just read a few hours before our podcast, um, offering, you know, the whole scanning of your eyeball, for God's sake, to get cryptocurrency. And now the president of Kenya has asked them or told them to stop because 350,000 Kenyans have already said, sure, you can scan my eyeball. And... They're like, but we don't even, there's not enough protocol and parameters around this just yet. I know Sam came up with this idea a couple of years ago and people weren't checking for it. Now that he's become like, you know, the king of open AI, he's brought it back again. I think that as much as everybody knows, I'm a huge proponent of emerging technology. I think that you have to be um, very cautious as well, because as we all know, technology is agnostic. But the human mind isn't. <laughs> so you just have to see further down the pike, you know, what does and doesn't need to be verified. Shoot, you're already able to go through the, when I um, went to uh, Italy for business last year, I didn't have to show my passport or anything, you know, going through. They'd already just knew it was me, just these glass kind of bars almost looking like wider than a metal detector, but that kind of thing that kind of structure almost mm -hmm. pure glass and you just walk through it and then you kind of see a hologram ish -ness likeness of yourself i was like you know what this is just a little <laughs> bit too much knowing for me at the leonardo da vinci airport you know what i mean so um i just i just think it's you know it's interesting and that's why people should know you know what's going on to help to prepare um but also to create you know different lucrative scenarios for themselves as well. Yeah. These things don't only belong to other people, they belong to all of us. Well, to that, use how that, we can. The, the, the bigger they get, right, the more community, you know, the more people involved, obviously the, um, the, the better, right? So even from an economy perspective. 100%. Right, right, right. So true. Um, and I think if anything, um, a lot of scrappy young filmmakers and definitely, of course, independent artists, recording artists are very good at gathering, you know, people together I think if they're able to use that same mentality you know off of YouTube or off of Instagram well not off but extended into you know a, a web 3 scenario they're going to be able to walk into the label and be like this is what I have 
and this is the amount that I want. Um, and I think that labels should start to be able to be aware of, of this too. It's not going to be, you know, all their like kind of game anymore. There's going to be, I think, um, much more negotiation needed as both recording artists, uh, filmmakers, and so much more come to the table, not just with the content, but the full-on way, you know, to market it and the community around it. That's super valuable. And I think that they'll be, you know, putting a certain dollar amount to that to be able to give said label or said studio or said network access to it. Um, it's going to be I, fascinating. I agree. You know, just to like follow up to like that point, there, there's a company, and I forget the name of it, I was just reading about it. Um, there's a company that's like flipping the, the game, or yeah, flipping on its head actually, because they're giving um, artists, the creatives, you know, just general, you know, just general people that um, uh, are more so in the influencer world, right? They're giving them a way to actually establish loans without having to have like the old school traditional credit, you know. What? Right, buy your social media, buy buy actual your your numbers, um, you know, buy verification of these different things. So pretty pretty interesting, yeah. So that's in, that right. is really that's a stretch in collateral, right? That yeah. is a mad stretch in collateral. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Well, um, let's see. Anything else that you want to add or any tips you want to share or anything like this? Anything that you're you're working on that's not in stealth mode that you want to share or can share? I mean, nothing for me personally. I just really would, you know, I just would reiterate to, to everybody, you know, definitely get involved. Um, you know, the longer you sleep on it, really just not good for anybody. You know, ostriches uh, don't, don't win those awards. So. <laughs> don't, don't <laughs> that's <do> that. true. <laughs> So your company, again, is 0x18.io, if people want to check it out. What about your social? Can people follow you on certain platforms? Yeah, I mean, I'm on IG. Pretty much everything is Laron Armstead, uh, so, uh, or even That's GitHub. That's L-A-R-R-O-N, and then Armstead spelled the traditional way, A-R-M-S-T-E-A-D. Yeah. Um, so it's that on Instagram. Um, are you on Twitter slash X slash whatever the hell it is yeah, called today? That's a topic for another episode. <laughs> We're not going to even get into that right now. <laughs> yep, uh, yep, X. Um, and, uh, Are you on LinkedIn? LinkedIn as well. Uh, Same thing. Same Laren thing. Armstead. Okay, great. So now you guys know there's no reason to not... Um, you know, kind of start to learn more about this, or even if you do already know about the space and you're involved, I think, you know, I'm the first one who's like always researching, usually the first two hours of my day is looking at various like trade news and researching because things change as soon as, by the time we get off this podcast, there will be new announcements made. I'm, I'm really excited because a, a key player in the Web3 space, whose name I don't know if I'm allowed to say or not because this was a call but anyway they're going to be doing some type of deal with one of the big streaming companies soon and so I'm really intrigued to see you know when is that going to hit the press and what that going to be like and what's going to be the get for you know subscribers and so much but this stuff is coming down the pike you guys so I just want to always be right here on Beats and Bites to keep you updated Laren I can't thank you enough for taking out time to join us this has been really good and I love like your super succinct um, you know definition of web 3 you guys will rewind and listen again if you want to just have that in your back pocket um, but yeah it's just a matter of you know all of us staying up on things and partnering with each other and testing out stuff so we can see you know what the story is so um, that is going to do it for this episode of Beats and Bites of course um, you guys if you like the episode 
give me a like, um, comment, subscribe, let people know about this um, fabulous podcast. Um, you can, as always, follow me on um, LinkedIn. You know, it's the usual linkedin.com backslash in backslash Lauren Delisa Coleman, um, my agency site for all things strategy in this space is LNK Agency. LN is in lemon and is in Nancy K is in key agency.com. We're getting on a bunch of stuff right now. Um, as Lauren already knows, like my main priority right now is innovation strategy for um, Wu-Tang tour that's coming up. Woo! Clap, not even a, a special sound effect. That's me real clapping. Um, in September, that's why I got to jump off here and talk to some companies now soon, um, and other other uh, fabulous clients with whom I am working. Another big name that I'll be able to announce probably in about two weeks. Um, and that's about it. I would give you my IG. I'm so like not the poster, but I am about stories. I am all about IG stories. So you can find Ultra Lauren if you want to do that, as I always say. And I think. That is just about going to do it for us, right? Lauren, anything else you want to add? Nope, I think that's good. Well, thanks for All being right. here. All right. Get back out to the, the, to the casinos and get your gamble on. I'm only joking. I don't know. I just, I think anytime you say Vegas, like unless you live there or something like that, you just only picture like the strip and then behind the strip on both sides is only desert. <laughs> And that's it. Really, but, it's true. But no, there's real people there doing real things that don't have anything to do with the damn casino. But <laughs> let me just pretend to like live vicariously through your pretend version of you right now, Laren. <laughs> Be like in the one of the casinos. Um, but you guys, thanks so much for listening. And um, you know, we will be back again next week. I don't know if I'm going to have a guest for you next week or not, or just break it down for you on news. Oh my gosh, how could I forget the last thing before we go? Do not forget to subscribe if you haven't already to um, my weekly newsletter on LinkedIn. Because as you know, some of the things I'll cover here on the podcast and then some things are only on the newsletter so you have to have both to get your full scoop of future media so you just go to um my um page on linkedin and then you you know just go onto the profile and then you'll just see um the ldc digipop alert click subscribe and then you will be able to get that i got a gang of stuff that's going to be coming up for that on mondays so tuesday mornings i release that and um Friday mornings for more the most part <laughs> then the podcast goes live so you don't want to miss it and thank you again so much Lauren thank you guys for listening we are out